you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. This is Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Never gets old, the opera singer. We hired her two weeks ago, and I think she's doing a great job. Write us and tell us if you don't like the opera singer and you want me to go back to singing it. But I think she's wonderful because I don't have to sing it after 15 years. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the big show. We certainly appreciate having you guys come by and be a part of our lives because the Chris Foss Show is a giant family that loves you but doesn't judge you. Remember that this holiday season when you're uh, at the uh, Thanksgiving table going, why am I related to these people? (laughs) You know what the great thing about the Chris Foss Show, too, is when we have our family reunions uh, three to four times a weekday, 15 to 20 times a week of episodes we're putting out you don't have to hang out with the other people in the family you can just sit in your car and enjoy spending time with moi and the most amazing guests we have on the show for 15 years we've been bringing you thousands of interviews uh with the top ceos billionaires u.s ambassadors white house presidential advisors fbi jewish justice department astronauts tv and print and pulitzer prize winning journalists and authors even people you've seen uh uh, debate interview debates of presidents and vice presidents on the uh, floor. Uh, it's been a pretty good run so far. We're going to try and do it for another 15 years as long as they keep propping me up in the chair and paying me $5 to show up every day. I'm going to keep doing the show because I love it. And you know what? You learn so much because when you learn all the from all the wonderful people on the Chris Foss Show, you get what they call the Chris Foss Show glow. And it's like this uh, combination glow of sexiness and uh, exuding just this knowledge. When you're smarter, you're sexier. It's really true. Trust me, you can Google it uh, because you should trust everything on the Internet as well. But we bring on only people you can trust and the most wonderful guests. And today we have one as well. And it's going to be a fun show, too, because I love his name and title. And if you watch the YouTube video, he has a most epic beard, as it's stated in science. Justin Bushko joins us on the show today. Uh, he is known as the MedTech Man. And for those of you who are uh, hippies in California, it's not what you think. Uh, And uh, he is uh, a source for medical technology innovation. So we'll get into that and what it's about. And we're going to learn some stuff today about the meds. Uh, He has a passion for pushing the boundaries of healthcare solutions. And him and his team are dedicated to sharing their expertise and insights from breakthrough medical devices to cutting-edge engineering techniques They delve into the most critical topics that shape the future of healthcare. This is important because uh, my whole body's breaking down as it goes. I need more healthcare and more, I need more innovation. Like, I need innovation to keep me from even going to the doctor. That's what I need. Uh, So take care of your health people. His mission is to inspire and educate, fostering a community of like-minded individuals who create a common goal to drive innovation and improve lives through transformative med tech advancements. Welcome to the show, Justin. How are you? Uh, Awesome, Chris. Glad to be here. Thank you for uh, the awesome intro, man. I, I love it. 
there you go that's what we've done we've done a few of these and uh uh well your beard is welcome as well i think with a beard like yours you uh coexist as two different people uh yeah, there's your se beard. separate the separate yeah. intro is great as well that's good <laughs> uh, i forget i forget the uh the, the joke about uh oh god who was it uh, it was a it was a joke about uh it was a famous marionette uh entertainer and he did a joke about uh i can't i think it was share or uh no it was uh it was it was someone who had a very large nose and he said how do you know how some so-and-so uh actress is gonna is going to uh, go, come through the i think it was barbara streisand how do you know that uh uh, she's coming through the door and, and the marionette would go uh, because you, you see her nose come through five minutes before. I think a beard is the same way. The beard, you know, it sticks out and shows up before everything. It, it precedes itself. It is a character unto itself. Anyway, enough about beards because that's why not what you're here, but um, there's a bit of beard worship going on. What's going on, Chris? I'm trying to grow an epic <laughs> beard. Uh, so, Justin, give us your .com so people can find out you're more than just a beard. Uh, so uh, you can hit medtechman.com or concise-engineering.com. There you go. So give us a 30,000 overview of what you do. Sure. So anytime somebody's trying to develop a product, could be a big company or a, a doctor or a couple guys in a garage with a bucket of money, something for use in surgery, we can uh, take them from a napkin sketch all the way to the market. Now, is there a lot of guys running around with a garage with a bucket full of money? What's going on there? There actually are quite a few uh, startups that kind of start that way, so it's uh, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> That's true. Steve Jobs and a few other people there, I guess, is the thing there. Uh, so uh, tell us more about how this works. My understanding from looking over your website is you call it where curiosity meets conversation, and it's a source for medical technology innovation. You basically help people who want to do something cool in medicine uh is there any sort of low bar like if i i've got an invention i'm thinking of for for medical devices it's where we do a frontal lobotomy on politicians uh especially those that can't run the government well um and uh but instead of going the usual way through the nose or the front of the face we actually go through the behind if you will yeah so a rectal yeah i can see a rectal lobotomy we could we could definitely assist with that. We worked in that space, right? And and endoscopic <laughs> devices. Yeah, uh, yeah, tools even, yep. yeah, power tools. I mean, it's right now. We're just probably just going to use a one of those drills that has the long drill bit on it that goes about. Where you just feet. keep spinning the thing. Yeah. Yep. yep the old yep. manual ones because it'll yep. be more fun. And we're going to make it a public, ex uh, not an execution thing. Jesus, I'm going to have the FBI show up. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to make it a public. Uh, we're going to we're going to we're going to do it publicly so that people can share in the joy it could be crowdfunded um, it could be yeah i think i think we could raise money for this can we make this a political pack probably uh so moving on <laughs> moving on it's only gets under january 6th craziness don't do that people uh uh so uh what what sort of people come to you do you help what are they trying to do and what are they up to uh you know so we've done projects in many different spaces but it's in general somebody says I've got this idea. It's going to make things easier for the doctor or better for the patient. Uh, it's going to be faster and maybe cheaper for insurance. So let's uh, let's see what we can do to get this thing locked down. Uh, I need a quick prototype, and I need to show it to some investors to, to move the next step. 
Now, your the name of your company is called conciseengineering.com. So do you guys help with the engineering process, the hardware, the software? How does it Absolutely. Work? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So typically when you're first starting out, you've got to do some pretty pictures to make it look good. So that's typically called industrial design. So we can do that aspect. We can do the mechanical engineering, electrical, firmware, software, mobile app, cloud-based technology, and then all the QMS and regulatory stuff related to that as well. So we can help you stand up a, a business from scratch, figure out how you're going to get through the FDA, and then do all the design work for you. Wow. I, mean, I imagine it's highly regulatory, uh, all the stuff you have to do and go through. And But yeah, just prototyping it and, and, and trying to deal with the expense of it all is probably quite a quite a load up but i imagine there's plenty of space for innovation you know we have the largest population of uh people in america that are going into their old age and uh you know they're they're kind of a population that's gotten used to hey man don't we have some innovations on this why are we still uh you know why are we still healing uh wounds by uh you know using voodoo and shit uh yeah why absolutely yeah, as you mentioned, that basically baby baby boomers are pushing into that realm where more and more surgeries are needed because they're they're able to move around, do a lot, be a lot more active than they were in the past, and so we want to keep them all uh, as fit and uh, healthy as possible. And there's always going to be room for innovation in different aspects of uh, healthcare, and there's going to be more volume. So we need we need to get things done faster. Uh, with those procedures that are happening faster better now you know like i say i want i want i, I love telemedicine so if i can just get like surgeries through telemedicine that'd be fucking great if you can see if you can get that worked out for me um but uh it's 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 pretty it's pretty amazing the uh the uh the way the speed of everything's going even telemedicine uh, i think is great but uh, um, so what got you into this? How long, how long have you been doing this business? And then what got you into this? What was your life journey that made you interested in this? Because I'm always interested in people's stories and how they got there. Sure. So I've been running this business for over eight years. I've uh, been in med tech for over 20. Uh, mm -hmm. But basically at an early age, I, I was one of those guys that likes to tear things apart, try to figure out how they work. <laughs> so I, I still like I, I attribute a lot of stuff to stompers. I don't know if you remember those things back in the day, double A battery, flip it on. It's like a car that drives itself. Oh, and, uh, I tear those things apart, play with the electric motors, play with the gears and uh, and then build new stuff out of it. So that's always been my passion to understand how things work and fix problems. There you go. The stomper toy. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, if people like you guys are the ones who really build our world engineering degrees. We need more people coming out of school with engineering degrees. Uh, we send, I guess the, we spend more time of uh, people coming from other countries to get engineering degrees in our country and then leaving. Uh, we need to get them to stay here more. It's a real brain, brain yeah. bleed. Because we don't put out engineers. You know, one of the things that made this country great was all the engineers we had in the 50s and 40s and stuff, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You know, building stuff like Hoover Dam, and you know, just crazy. The San Francisco Bridge, um, you know, takes engineers to do that. Um, it's not it's not YouTube stars and TikTok influencers, people that <laughs> build those things. <laughs> they, actually, they actually had really smart people that do it. And, and uh, I've always looked at stuff from an engineering angle where you look at stuff and you just go, Wow, somebody did like math on that, and we we now we know who the algebra is for. 
um, yeah. when I went to college. So God bless people. I took apart my dad's watch, and we thought he'd be, and we were going to put it back together. Me and my brother, I'll never free, figure out my dad's famous watch, uh, my dad's favorite watch. We took it apart, and we and we were pretty sure because there was two of us as a witness that we would know how to put it back together. And of course, we didn't. And and then we uh, severely underestimated how angry he was going to be about the whole thing. <laughs> really not sure if he ever over the rest of his course of his life and maybe he shouldn't have uh but uh god bless the people like you who can put the watch back together and figure out how it works we we just uh i don't know we just took our beating and and uh said well like, <laughs> moved on we'll probably yeah. we'll take something else apart next time the tv or something it's always bad taking a watch apart too because you never know when that one little spring is going to go flying and that's it you're never going to find it again that's probably what happened to us there, that that or I think I think there was a screw or a spring and we're just like there's a lot of screws here we don't need that that'll be fine I have that now when I put together computers or when I do stuff you know you're building stuff from what's that what's that one place where you build the furniture from uh, you have to build the furniture all the time IKEA yes. yeah yeah there was that's kind of how IKEA is you're like there's a whole bag of screws honey left over and bolts yeah i hope this thing's gonna hold up you know so there you go um so uh if i'm out there in the um uh listening audience and i'm thinking you know i've got an idea for uh maybe some really cool technology stuff um at what point does it need to be um you know uh laced up or presented right or put together right before they come to you do you need to have their patents in place um do they need to have some money <laughs> <laughs> Money is always good, but uh, I'm always open to have a conversation uh, wherever they are in the process. So we can do what's mm -hmm. called an NDA, uh, which could mm -hmm. be before their patents. We basically promise we're not going to do anything in that space um, mm -hmm. and make sure that we're not going to disclose their information. And then mm -hmm. we can have a candid discussion and figure out where they are, what they're trying to do. Do you, uh, do you have any contacts for money? Can you help people get funded or is that not your purview? <clears throat> Uh, I would say that's not where we're experts, but my, my network is growing pretty rapidly. And so we have folks mm -hmm. in that area and we are continuing to add uh, different contacts and network connections in that area to, to help people in the future. Awesome. Hey, this is really great. Uh, is there a lot of people in this space for helping people engineer? I mean, imagine it's, it's pretty special because you're doing engineering and it's very complex work with regulations and stuff. It's definitely a specialized niche, but there are a lot of folks playing in this arena. Um, mm -hmm. It's amazing how big the market is, too. So uh, if you look today, it's about the med tech uh, space is about a $500 billion market, but it's projected to be about $800 billion by 2030. So we're growing at a pretty rapid pace. Mm -hmm. uh, so a lot of money being spent on new products, a lot of money being spent on existing stuff and keeping things moving and new factories and stuff like that. And I'm looking over some of the portfolio you guys have on your website. This is pretty wild. You've got uh, surgical hand pieces, uh, negative pressure wound therapy. That's kind of interesting. Uh, dental appliances. There's a sports medicine device that looks like it's a drill. So there's that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to ask what that's for. Yeah. Um, it looks a little lonely, fans. Uh, bionic pancreas. Is that, is that really a bionic pancreas? Yeah, so that's uh, that's basically a, a high-end insulin pump that does insulin and glucagon, and it has the capability of basically regulating blood sugar huh. uh, without much input from the user at all uh, on its own. 
Holy crap, a moly. That's that I know I have some friends that are diabetic with a dead pancreas and they they need you know stuff like that. That's amazing. Does that go in someone's body? It looks kind of large. Maybe it goes. In the it's outside. still it's uh, still an external pump, so you carry uh -huh. it like in your pocket or on your belt loop. Um, oh, really? And uh, that the second generation of that product was actually just put on the market within the last six months. There you go. People come up to you and go, "Hey, is that your bionic pancreas, or are you just happy to see me?" Uh, light therapy devices. Uh, we've had a few CEOs that have uh, come on about light therapy, red light therapy, infrared. It's kind of interesting how that's working. It looks like there's some goggles or something for that. Um, yeah, there's some really cool devices you have here. And arthroscopy, arthroscopy pump and console. Yeah, uh, yeah. so basically knee, shoulder, and hip surgery equipment. You know, if you want to get into those spaces, you've got to do a lot of uh, small cuts, small incisions, and be able to get the, the power tools, the instrumentation, the implants into those areas. And so we worked in all of those uh, mm -hmm. joint spaces. I'm a big believer in not getting power tools anywhere near me, or uh, but I'm working on that to make sure my health stays up, so I don't have to do that. But it's, I imagine that's it's pretty thing. amazing if you. It's pretty amazing if you get into an OR and you get to see those power tools going. It's uh, it's, it's good it's to see by. It's good to see bionics are working too. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> that's what I want. I want replaceable parts, just like Chevy or Ford. Where I can I can just uh, I can just call in and say hey I need a new kneecap and I can just go on an hour they throw it in and they're just like yeah, there you go there you go got your new got your new hubcaps on the old knees there Chris. <laughs> well, if Amazon keeps delivering the way they are, maybe you just like walk out the front door. That's and true. They just them. opened a medical wing, a hospital. It's a medical wing for like your meds and stuff. I think they're trying to I think they're helping put CVS or who was it that just filed bankruptcy? Rite Aid. I imagine CBS oh. is right behind him out of business. Yeah. So there you go. In fact, I'm just reading. Uh, CBS is going to remove some OTC staples. Yeah, the, the problem is, like, my local CBS is uh, I go in there, and it's a ghost town. Like, the part, they have this huge parking lot, too. And there's, like, two cars in it. I'm like, I'm like, where are the employees' cars? Do they park out back? Like, it's not even employees here. What's going on? Yeah, so there there's only, it's like a pharmacist and the front per person at the front desk. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you're like walking through the place going, what, what's going on here? So uh, what, what inspired the name MedTech Man? Uh, actually, kind of a, an accident. But MedTech is what's you know commonly used today as uh, referring to medical technology. Mm. And man is uh, short for manufacturing. So I also oh. own a sub another business, MedTech Manufacturing. So... Ah, uh, slide of hand there. I see. Yeah, got the got the. Uh, it's definitely the shortened version of it. You know, maybe you could do since you've got the ZZ Top beard. Maybe you could do like a cover song, just to build your brand. And you could, you know, he's a med tech man. You know, instead of sharp dressed man. See that? See how yes, I do there? I like it. It's this is awesome. why they pay me the five dollars. Can you keep show. singing, and I'll just take that clip out. That'll be good. Uh, no, we don't want to have that advertised. No one wants to hear me singing. I mean, you don't want to lose business, man. You want to hire someone. <laughs> I'll cost you. But people will be like, oh, my God. They'll, they'll run away screaming, closing their ears when they hear me sing. That's why we hired a opera singer to sing the, the uh, Chris Voss show intro after 15 years. People are sick of hearing it. At least I was. I'm sick of hearing my own voice. That's why we have podcasts with guests. Um, so from your sings Chuck Norris things now, so I mean, you. Can but it's do it Chuck too. Norris. I mean, you know, I mean, it's Chuck Norris. I mean, you know, 
I mean, you've heard all the Chuck Norris uh, analogies or jokes or whatever the hell they're called. Uh, you know, Chuck Norris can do whatever he wants because um, if you don't, well, <laughs> he's Chuck Norris. Um, so from your perspective, what are the most transformative advancements in med tech over the past decade? Uh, so obviously we're having a lot of changes in AI um, mm -hmm. and that's starting to impact things. I think it's still going to be a couple of decades before some of that stuff's worked in, but oh. a lot in, in uh, robotics, surgical robotics has uh, definitely started to change quite a bit more mm -hmm. in navigation. Uh, so a lot of uh, electromechanical changes that are improving the way that the surgeon performs. Nice. Uh, AI, I think, is going to be really interesting. But uh, they say that AI might help make us better medicines, maybe solve cancer. Uh, if we could get it to solve stupidity, which is, seems to be the biggest human disease in the world, uh, Dunning-Kruger's disease, maybe we can get something for that. It might be Dunning-Kruger's disease. The best result is my lobotomy surgery from the uh, bum the bum on in as they like to call it in science uh that that would be ideal but yeah ai doing its little mixture until it figures out that how do we make humans healthier and get them to eat right well we just wipe them off the planet with the nuclear war and that that'll fix all the humans problems and all the humans and they'll be better people i've often said if you want more peace kill all the humans <laughs> seems to be true if you watch the news these days jesus um what are some other uh things we need to talk about about your business that we haven't touched on i think just in general uh that we're here to help right um mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff going on people have a lot of questions on how do i address something how do i work in the regulatory space the quality space what's the fastest way to get from a to b mm -hmm. uh, and we're happy to have those discussions and see where we can add value in uh getting a new product, a new company started. Mm. Do you think that uh, the global pandemic impacted the pace and direction of innovation? Uh, it definitely uh, stifled innovation in some areas and kind really? of pushed it into different areas, right? So huh. a lot of people started doing masks and PPE and weird things that, you know, there was never demand for in the, in the past, which stifled innovation on some key things that were already funded. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think, you know, that's kind of level set. People are going back to where they really think they can add value. Yeah. It really would be cool if AI can help us solve some problems. If it could figure out how to fix cancer. I really hate cancer, and I think most people do. I'm not sure anybody who's running around going, cancer, yeah, I'm on that team. Um, and so this is really important to have a lot of this collaboration in the world, help people build ideas, because you never know where the next big idea is going to come from. You know, I mean, uh, some little immigrant uh, 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 person from Syria had a kid, and he grew up to be Steve Jobs. And I think he stands the landscape in a lot of different ways. There's a lot of innovators out there, and you just never know where an idea is going to come from. And those two little guys, like you said, they did things in a garage. They didn't really have money, but but they they built it and got money and all those things. Um, so uh, how do you stay updated with the latest trends and research in the med tech arena? Uh, how do you stay updated on all that stuff and keep up? Uh, I would say a lot of it's my network and travel, right? So I'm, I'm connected to a lot of folks. I have a lot of conversations on a regular basis. I go to different med tech conferences to, to hear mm -hmm. the latest speakers and meet people on a regular basis to address uh, you know, what's out there, what's actually what's actually being done versus what's really marketing, because some of this stuff is just marketing. You know, you'll hear about some cool advancement, but it's 10 years out. 
so you got to understand what's possible today. Uh, so just networking and travel and staying connected. There you go. Uh, I would imagine the hope is you said 10 years out, maybe AI can close those timelines or maybe for drug trial timelines or something where they can, uh, I don't know, maybe research how it's safer or maybe innovate stuff. Like I know that during COVID with the, with the COVID uh, uh, vaccine, it was def it was the, I forget what the MRNA imprint, the blueprint, uh, had been made for something else uh, that they were trying to solve in health. And they were like, hey, we can use this over here. Uh, maybe it can help do more of that where it uh, turns all that different things. Uh, any exciting projects or initiatives you can talk about maybe that you see on the horizon that you guys are working on uh, that, that might come to fruition soon? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're always working on something new. So I, you know, currently there's a, a really cool portable AED device, a defibrillator that you can basically oh. carry around with you. That's uh, we're working on that, uh, and we also are working on a new uh, a cancer treatment, which it's going to be a few years probably before it's really in humans, uh, but definitely a, a cool way of delivering meds uh, and much more effective in cancer treatment. Awesome sauce! Anything to get the world better. It's kind of one of the things I've been hoping for is that is that my health will hold up. So that by the time I reach uh, my old age, all the all the innovations will be there, and they can just keep me alive and happy. Because um, the, the worst thing to do is is be spending time in hospitals and doctors' offices. It's just the worst. I'm sorry, doctors. Yeah. I love you, but I don't love you that much. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's amazing how uh, how much a little bit of pain or that suffering is uh, dramatically impacts your life. So. Definitely, especially when, you get the, especially when you get the bill. Oh, so give us your final pitch out on what you guys do and how you do it. And uh, I'll offer to people that, uh, you know, need to onboard with you, how they can get to know you, reach out to you, talk to you, and all that good stuff. Yeah, so we do all the engineering and problem solving for MedTech in any way, shape, or form. Go from napkin sketch to on market, and we'll help you. If you have some questions, reach out, medtechman.com, concise-engineering.com. There you go. Well, it's been fun to have you and your epic beard on the show. Thank you very much, Justin. We really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. There you go. And thanks, Manus, for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Foss, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Foss. Subscribe to the Chris Foss Show newsletter over there on LinkedIn and uh, Chris Foss One on the Tickety Talkity. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. We'll see you guys next time.